0: another edition of the College Gridiron Showcase Watchlist Show, tracking the top NFL draft prospects on the scene each and every week, brought to you by the NFL Draft Bible, broadcasting around the globe with your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the RIT, Rick Ferrettele. We are on air. Back at it again. You heard the intro. That's right. It's another edition of the College Gridiron Showcase Watchlist Show. Talking defensive backs, we got cornerbacks. We got safeties. We got the college football season kicking off. Yeah, you know, they might be calling it week zero in the media, but here at the NFL Draft Bible, we call it a head start on scouting. It all kicks off. It's heating up. And, of course, NFL Draft Bible will be on location up there in UMass Amherst, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Hawaii at UMass, 46-40 shootout to end the season last year. They're going to kick off the season again this year. And, of course, we talked about Adam Brenneman, the big tight end from Penn State. Is he the top tight end in the 2018 NFL Draft? Well, we talked about that on the tight end preview
1: show. So if you want to go
0: back through the uh, archives, we have the whole positional preview. This is our eighth episode of the 2018 watch list show. So we've broken it down from quarterbacks all the way to defensive backs. You can listen to each show. We're going to post uh, an, uh, an index page on the NFL Draft Bible website. You can go to Blog Talk Radio and check our archives there. We're now on iTunes, so if you want to subscribe over there and get notified of the new episodes, it'll just download automatically to your phone. You don't have to worry about when the new episodes come out. But we're here each and every week today, August 24th. The college football season kicks off August 26th in two days. And to talk about it this week, we have uh, the NFL Draft Bibles on hand, the director of college and assistant director of college football, Scott. first off, Joe Everett, never leaving a stone unturned. You can follow this man at Joe W. Everett. Of course, you can catch him on Bang the Books podcast as well during the week. How are we doing today, Joe?
2: Doing great. There's a little bit of summer left, but there is no off season anymore. Uh, two days away, I'm fired up, oh, Rick.
0: Oh man, I don't know about you guys out in Indianapolis and Colorado, but Justin here in New Jersey, man, the mornings are getting frigid. The mornings are getting cold. Sometimes it might even require a t-shirt. That means the summer is com coming to a close. Uh, football season's getting started. It all kicks off this weekend, Justin. You can follow this man at. Game Scout. How are we doing today, Jay?
1: Hey, man, I'm hanging in there. Had a long night, had a hockey game, but I'm ready to talk some football now. Hockey is over, football is here, so let's do this.
0: Yeah, switching gears with the double J's. Of course, RIC and the place to be Rick Cerritella here in the NFL Draft Bible headquarters based out of New Jersey. And of course, we'll be on location. We should have Craig Red, co founder of the College Gridiron Showcase, joining us here shortly, fresh off of. Our first real nitty-gritty roundtable, conference call, discussion, scouting, you know, conference call, and and it was a good one and a productive one. And, of course, you know, next week we're just getting started. It all heats up because next week we have a triple header, three days, three games. We've told you about the quarterback at Wagner, Alex Thompson. we told you about – The offensive linemen there, uh, they have have a a defensive lineman in Baskerville. We're going to be on location for their season opener on Thursday. Friday, we're going to take it down to Rutgers for Washington, one of the uh, national championship contenders. Washington will be in the building as they face Rutgers. Scarlet Knights will be on location for that. And then uh, we're still waiting to hear back from Penn State. We might be at Penn State for the season opener. We might be at Monmouth for their season opener with their new $16 million stadium. Of course, Mike Basile. The interview is up on the website now, NFLDraftBible.com. So, if you're a draft Nick, if you thirst and crave scouting reports, we've got it. We're not doing it from the armchair, everybody. We're on location hitting you with those uh, up-close eyeball test scouting reports. Nobody does it better. And, of course, we got Joe Everett and Justin Gamble to break down cornerbacks and safeties, If Craig Red pops in. Of course, we'll get him on the show. And, uh, you know, guys, before we dive into this year's group of corners and safeties, let's talk about what we saw at last year's uh, College Gridiron Showcase evaluating defensive backs. And you know what? I updated the CGS all-time roster. We're up to 90 players now solid. Uh, still maintaining a roster spot. Of course, September 2nd is the big cut down. A little bit different this year. You know, in in years past, everybody's been used to that 75-man cut down, and then we'd work our way down to the 53. No, no, no. This year it's all one big shebang. From from 90 to 53, 1,200 players going to hit the street free agent in one day. And, man, our team's going to be scrambling to sign those practice squad players. I mean, this is going to be really, you know, before we get into anything else, Joe, this is a little intense uh, kind of free agent frenzy, almost like when the NFL draft ends, the undrafted free agent frenzy. This is going to be the first time where just 1,200 players hit three at once. Your thoughts here?
2: I don't want to say mass chaos, but with that jump down, there's going to be a lot of teams that have been eyeballing players on other rosters, third stringers, maybe fourth stringers. Maybe they don't have that gun or their special teamer. This could be that uh, chance to be like, yeah, we just cut down to 53. Uh, even if you're on that 53, I would advise those players that say you are not safe because someone that just got cut off of that uh, big number, what would that be? 37 players? that were uh, on the roster, uh, that's got to be, you know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. I I think that that would definitely play out here at the professional level.
0: Yeah, over a 1,000 players going to hit the free agency all at once. And, you know, we're going to get started with the conversation on what we saw at last year's Cod's Gridiron Showcase. And there's the man himself to talk about it with us a little bit. The co-founder of the Cod's Gridiron Showcase, of course, just, uh, hopping off the, the first nitty-gritty scouting call of the year with his fellow co-founder, Jose Jefferson. Welcome into the show, Craig. We're going to inject you right into the conversation as we get ready to talk about CGS alumni, 90 players from the College Good on Showcase still, uh, competing for roster camps. We talk about the September 2nd cutdown, but who are some of the alumni here that you've been watching and uh, playing well here in the preseason?
3: Uh, well you got hi guys by the way. Sorry I'm a little late. Uh got Tyson Graham, who I think is you know, has been getting some, some good run and, and good play there with uh with Indy. You know, Tevin Mitchell from you know our, our first our first year. Unfortunately, you know, Tevin uh you know got hurt but he's he's in there doing some good things. Uh Robinson, Robinson Therese is out there uh you know, playing well and and, and doing some some really good things um, there. Got Lee Hightower with with the Colts from, from a couple of years ago, Duke Thomas. I mean, we have a lot of DBs, you know, Trevor Williams, you know, out there with the Chargers, and Ronald Zamort with, you know, with Arizona. Andrew Adams, a local guy with, you know, with, with the Giants. Uh, C.J. Smith with the Eagles. So we, we have a lot of guys out there, I think, you know, doing some some really good things, and I know there's a few, kids, you know, a few players from, you know, this year's group that you know I haven't mentioned. Daquan Holmes, small school guy with the pack, um, you know, do, doing some nice things. You, you know, you got Ryan, you know, Ryan Reed, Horace Richardson, Jamal Wiltz, David Rivers just got picked up the other day by the Jets. Um, the, the list goes on and on. I think we really had some some really good players. Uh, from this year and and, and past years who are, you know, all doing really well uh, at the NFL level and and having some pretty nice camps.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned those players, and I think the the great thing about it is, again, we talk about College Gridiron Showcase, the most diverse all-star events out there. And a guy like Andrew Adams, hey, Darian Thompson goes down with a season-ending injury during training camp last year. Andrew Adams steps in and starts every single game back there alongside Landon Collins as an undrafted free agent. And I think, you know, not only is it cool to see players from each year strong with the the secondary scouting that we've done here in the the past three years, but the diversity. You mentioned Tyson Graham from South Dakota, Andrew Adams from UConn, uh, American international, Daquan Holmes, really, really, Uh, drawing rave reviews from a lot of scouts down there at the Cod's Iron Shoe Showcase. And then you got the SEC guys like Therese Robinson, who you mentioned out of Auburn. So when you take a look at the diversity, I know that's something we just got off the phone and talked about. And I know, you know, I'm kicking it off with Hawaii and UMass this weekend. I know, Craig, you have a slate of games coming up (laughs) on the docket that you're going to be attending. And I think that's the most, critical thing, or one of the most critical things we do is just make sure that we hit every conference, every level of football, and if there's a talent out there, Craig, like our guy Joe Everett, we try to never leave a stone unturned.
3: It's not where you
0: play, it's how you
3: play. We say that for a reason, because that is so true, and you're right, I mean, diversity. I mean, you have C.J. Smith, North Dakota State. I forgot my man Harold Jones-Cortez with the Bears out of Finlay. You know, I mean, we, you're right. The diversity is just we, – we spread it around, and, you know, we just want to see ballers. I know, I know that's what you guys look for. You, you just look for guys who can ball. It doesn't matter where you're
0: playing. No doubt about it. Uh, Craig Redd, co-founder of the Cod's Gridiron Showcase here. Before we let you go, Craig, any new announcements, anything we should keep a lookout for on the website? Of course, uh, player nominations. Do you want to tell the people how they can do that too?
3: Just go to the website. We have a link that says Player Nomination. It's a uh, cgsallstar.com. We're, we're we're still you know reviewing. We're still evaluating players. Uh, keep an eye out for the updated watch list, will be, which will be coming next week, and we'll get that going here before the the, the real kickoff of the of the college season. So uh, you know we're we're excited. You know we're, I think we have some good things in the work. Just trying to close out some deals with some some sponsors that. Are just going to continue to add value to our event uh, and, to, and to the players that come to our event. That's, that's what we're always looking for, and we still have sponsorship opportunities available. So if anyone's interested, info at CGS All Star, shoot me an email, and we'd be more than happy to talk about how we can benefit each other.
1: Absolutely. You can sponsor
0: the event. You can sponsor this podcast. You can contact that man, Craig Red. You can follow on social media at CGS all-star uh, Craigie. I'm going to let you go, but we always appreciate some time. And uh, we'll chat again next week.
1: Great
3: guys. Thank you.
0: You got it. That's Craig Redd co-founder Thanks, of the Todd's Good Iron Showcase. And uh, of course we've got Joe Everett, Justin Gamble. We're going to keep the conversation flowing. Justin, I'm going to go over to you, you know, Craig, Craig mentioned a bunch of guys, um, you know, Anthony Chaffee from Rutgers is another guy at his pro day workout. He went on the offensive side, start catching passes and uh, caught some attention there in the Oakland Raiders camp. I know you were talking mm-hmm. to some scouts who were high on Ryan Reed, Jared Collins from Arkansas was a guy I think that met with just about every NFL team there, but quickly, any one or two guys you want to follow up on with uh, Craig said that we at the Cosgrid Iron showcase last year.
1: I think Ryan Reed still, he impressed me. He was the first guy, you know, in line at every drill. There wasn't one snap where he didn't go balls to the wall. Um, And I, you know, you talk to a lot of scouts or NFL coaches or, um, you know, college coaches and they're going to tell you that they want their DBs to have that dog mentality. And I think Ryan Reed kind of epitomizes that. I mean, every single, every single snap he's ready to scrap and he's ready to mix it up. So He was one of the guys that I think definitely stood out, and he wasn't getting pushed around by some of the bigger uh, wide receivers like some of the other DBs. He was a pleasure to watch that whole week.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, A guy definitely going to make a living in the slot there
0: for the Chargers. Now, we had some local flavor. SMU, Horace Richardson, what a senior season he had. He's now with the Minnesota Vikings. Malik Foreman uh, out of Tennessee just inked with the uh, New Orleans Saints recently. Joe, a couple guys you like. I know Jamal Wiltz there in Philadelphia and uh, a guy you got to know pretty well, David Rivers out of Youngstown State, as Craig mentioned, now with the New York Jets.
2: Oh, uh, great to hear about Mr. Rivers uh, catching on. You knew the ability was there. But just this whole DBs group, I'm smiling ear to ear because – these were a lot of the guys uh, Justin and I rode up at practice. Uh, Ryan Reed, he loved him. Jamal Wiltz, I was a big fan of his. Uh, those two safeties, uh, Tyson Graham, South Dakota, and then Daron Williams, Pittsburgh State. I both those kids were just cut up. I mean, uh, Williams was chiseled from a slab of marble now, and, and I think that that's what those uh, the Colts and Falcons, respectively. They want that depth. They need special teamers and guys that will just fly around the field. And, yeah, hopefully Willis uh, sticks in Philly. He was just a chippy guy, initiated a lot of contact, and it got a lot of crowd, a lot more crowded, I think, for Philly with that uh, Ronald Darby deal. But Wilt, I believe, fits the scheme, so that's the guy of all our uh, corners. I'm really happy for him because I think he may actually have found a, r- a real nice fit for himself. Yeah,
0: definitely uh, a bunch of guys from the College Gridiron Showcase that are uh, going to be playing here tonight. There's a game uh, I believe the Dolphins are playing uh, somebody tonight. But, hey, Jakeem Grant and uh, Drew Morgan and uh, some CGS guys going to be in some uh, some action tonight on the NFL Network. But let's talk about some guys who are going to be in action next year and some guys potentially – at the College Gridiron Showcase, and we'll take a look at um, our senior class here, of course, starting off with cornerbacks. Let's kick it off with you, Justin, in terms of seniors. Uh, Tier 1 guys, you know, obviously taking the underclassmen out of the equation. Uh, Tony Brown comes in as our highest-rated senior for Alabama. I don't think he was technically a starter, but he started in the slot, played, I think, of, of a over a thousand snaps already in his Crimson Tide career. But uh, that is the consensus senior back on the NFL draft Bible prospectus heading into the year. Who are or is your top senior quarterback
1: prospect? I mean, I got to roll with these Bama boys, man. Tony Brown's the top of my list right here on my piece of paper, on my notes. Um, there's just, so much to like with him Uh, I know he's had some of the off-field stuff and he's been in Nick Saban's doghouse a few times and got the suspension but when you watch Tony Brown on film a lot of these workout warriors so to speak at cornerback you know you get them on the field and you can't tell that you know like they run these four threes in practice but then you get them on the field and it's just like where is that that you know they're not showing this they don't cover like this athletic freak they're supposed to be Tony Brown is that guy you watch him on the field man and he is everywhere he's got quick quick feet got great hips uh he gets he gets out of his pedal and transitions beautifully he is rocked up man he hits everything um i think he could play safety i know he's played a little safety i remember last year or what, what was it yeah when eddie jackson went down i know he had to kind of move around a little bit and play a few positions but he did so beautifully man um so for me, Tony Brown is my top guy headed into the year, and then followed by the other Bama guy, Anthony Averett, who is just a stud in and of himself as well. So um, Bama just keeps them rolling, man. They don't they don't lose guys; they just reload. It's crazy.
0: It's really unbelievable when you think about it. And Anthony Averett coming in as our second-rated cornerback, I believe. Uh, They're from Alabama as well. Number tenth-ranked cornerback. On the prospectus, Joe, you know, it's really incredible, like Justin said, when you think about these Alabama, uh, especially in the secondary, throwing the underclassmen like Aminka Fitzpatrick and Ronnie Harrison. I mean, you could see uh, maybe four or five of these Alabama cornerbacks here go in the first round. Do you see it the same way?
2: Oh, I've- Without a doubt. Uh, Maybe not corners, but DBs for certain. When you count in Harrison, and I just love the precious question every year. How is Alabama going to replace these guys? Forget about (laughs) it, man. Steven's got better people behind them. And if they didn't get out the way, those kids would kick them out of the way. They're ready. Uh, It's just that, yeah, embarrassment of riches. I like what I saw out of Avery. Uh, he is not my cousin, for the record. You don't even spell his name right, but uh, he just got a knack <laughs> for wrecking stuff. He strips the ball. He's just a uh, kind of reminiscent of an Antoine Winfield or a Chris Harris in that respect. Uh, dude is just a straight pest, and that's what I, I just like that aspect of his game. And then I think another top-rated senior. We definitely need to put the uh, bring the conversations Brandon Basin, Virginia Tech. I just on a size height perspective, like he's just appears to have super long arms and a really big wingspan. So that's kind of the prototype of those. I'd be shocked if Seattle, Atlanta or some of those teams aren't looking at this kid because he's uh, not just a, a body, not just an athlete. He's also, I think pre-med He takes organic chemistry. I mean, he's got a head on his shoulders. So, uh, that team should be, I think, drooling over a guy like Facin because the, the athleticism there, the ball skills are there. He's got a tendency to stay on some blocks. He can kind of accept some physically physically being handled at the line of scrimmage. But overall, I, 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 dude's a ball hawk. So I'm thinking um it doesn't even matter where he gets drafted. I think there's going to be a team that plays that Seattle-style defense that's just going to be all about some Brandon Faysen.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Razul Douglas comes to mind, the guy when you take a look at the size, speed, type of measurables, uh, 6 foot 1, going to run in the 44 four range and you know, some some injury questions in the past that might hurt his draft value, but definitely a guy that you have to factor into, you know, possible first round, maybe day 2 type of selection uh But keeping it moving and keeping it grooving here with the cornerback conversation, Rick Saratella here with Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, the NFL Draft Bible Familia is in the building uh, talking about under the radar senior prospects at the cornerback position. Who do you have for us here, Justin?
1: Sorry, cutting out here one sec. Here we go. One of the guys that I have uh, under the – I don't know how he's so under the radar, but – he doesn't get a lot of talk um, in circles. and I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what it comes from. But uh, he plays in a Power Five. He plays in a great conference. It's MJ Stewart at North Carolina. Um, he's played nickel. He's played a little safety. He's played, you know, on-the-land scrimmage, off the scrimmage. He's kind of thick. He's got an odd body type for uh, – a cornerback, and I think maybe that's what's throwing people off. They're not sure what they want to do with him. But when you break down his traits and break down what he can actually do as a cover man, um, he's instinctive, he's smart, he's technical, he understands how to jam at the line of scrimmage but not lunge over himself and not get over his own feet. Um, he, it's, it's kind of interesting to watch this guy because you think he's a big dude, he's probably going to be a boundary corner, but his skill set. Just shines in the slot. I mean, he could be a great nickel. He takes on blocks, tackles well. Um, MJ Stewart is an interesting,
2: kind of an interesting
1: hybrid type of player that I think the NFL needs these days. So, uh, if there's a guy that I think could make a run up draft boards, it's, it's this kid out of the ACC.
0: Well, I like where you're going with that because he's definitely he's even under our radar. Here is a, a guy definitely that I'm gonna now dig in and and do my due diligence and uh, i advise you guys to also do your due diligence on temple cornerback sean chandler and uh not to steal anybody's thunder but this is my under the radar guy someone who i've seen over the past couple seasons just make a ton of tackles a team leader i mean people are looking at this guy uh, when he was a junior last year i mean His teammates were looking at this cat, you know, during adversity. He was the one on the sideline that, you know, kind of rallied the team together. And a guy, just a a commando on the field to call him the pre-snap reads. Sean Chandler, you know, Temple just continues to put out these secondary players. Uh, Tavon Young, uh, a couple others in in recent years. But Sean Chandler is a guy that I'm going to say is really, really, under the radar there in the American Athletic Conference and and a guy that I I think could possibly, possibly sneak up into that day two category. Uh, Over to Joe Everett for under-the-radar prospects. Who do you got for us, Joe?
2: I, I love the M.J. Stewart pick. That's just a tough little kid. And another one, he just goes and finds and strips the ball somehow. If he hits it with his helmet, if he punches it out, if he comes behind a defender swats, he's just, yeah, I love him to do it. Um, my guy, though, Perry Nickerson, Tulane, I've been watching him since uh, sophomore season. He just scoots around the field. Uh, he's just His recovery speed is what speaks out. And he's also savvy, a guy that if it's a bubble screen, if it's a little pick route, he stays clean. He goes and makes a play on the ball. Uh, just real reactionary, fluid movements and uh, stops and starts. This uh, He can make plays deep in coverage, intermediate, it's just because his eyes are so amazing. He's, he's got the field awareness, just a phenomenal job. If you watch his uh, Memphis game, uh, just speaks out. And he he's a guy that just doesn't give up on stuff, even if it's a broken play. He'll go chase it down 50, 60 yards from behind and catch the dude. Uh, he's a real man corner. So I, 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 that's, I think, my under-the-radar guy that's like, man, to hell with it. I want to put him in the top ten just because how well he reads quarterback senses the timing of his SWAT. I uh, just think that's that's one of my biggest sleepers, I think, at the corner of this year is Perry Nickerson to Lane. And then I, I've got to bring up my boy in Bloomington, Richard Fant. Uh, everybody seems to love him. He had a ton of uh, passes defended. I don't think he led FBS, but he was up there. It's just, he's a little grabby for me. He doesn't exactly have top-end acceleration. I, I'm not nuts about his recovery speed. And uh, But uh, in the sense of what you want your corners to be, he is a pest. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He gets in the guy's head. He talks. He wrestles. Uh, he will fight to the bitter end. So that's what I like about uh, Richard Fanton And the last guy, Uh, Rick, you brought him to my attention. It was Jamar Summers, kind of down season last year. But just two years ago, he was all conference. Uh, There's no questioning his athletic ability. Uh, Maybe they played him too much as safety last year. They play a lot of funny zones, or at least they did Uh with Diaco, this umbrella what they did. But uh, there's a player there. I I guess he's struggling right now. They're trying to fit him in the new scheme. But he's going to be the under-radar guy to watch because Summers, man, he could show up and test really well. Oh, yeah.
0: well We've seen it the last couple of years with Byron Jones and uh, Obi Mm Mellifanwu. You know, these Huskies, they come out of the woodworks and uh, all of a sudden their draft stock rises. So, uh, yeah, Jamar Summer is definitely a guy we're going to get out and see again up close. Um, You know, Fant, who you mentioned, Joe, he's going to be tested early and often there in the Big Ten Uh, So he's going to get a chance to showcase his skills against tall receivers, fast receivers, and some really top notch receivers for certain. Um, Let's go over to the FCS before we transition over to safeties. Two for the price of one today. You get cornerbacks and safeties uh, on the defensive back preview show. Of course, next week we'll be back kicking it off breaking down what we saw here in the first weekend of action, talking about what's coming up for the upcoming season, Uh, a little Florida State-Alabama action, Uh, some big-time matchups. I think – is Michigan playing Florida, fellas? I think they've got a big (laughs) matchup. So, I mean, hey, the Michigan team, they lost 10 starters on defense. Uh, You talk about reloading. Uh, There's all kinds of players now that we have to evaluate on that Wolverines on the defensive side of the ball. But let's talk on the opposite end of the spectrum, the FCS, who we love here at the NFL Draft Bible, always digging in the crates and uh, finding a lot of FCS talent. And we'll go back over to Justin to kick off with our FCS under-the-radar prospects here at the cornerback position. (laughs)
1: Sorry to let you down, but this is not my neck of the woods, buddy. You got to get over to Joe. I am too behind on the cornerbacks and stuff to see any of the uh, corners for FCS stuff. Not, not just yet.
0: All good. I think our first FCS guy coming in at number twenty-fifth overall in the nation. Uh, Dion Harris is the guy, Joe. Here, I'm looking at six foot one and a half, about a buck ninety. Expected to test well, of course. North Dakota State, we all know, brings that FCS championship pedigree. Is that the man of the hour, or do you see another FCS guy we should be watching?
2: Well, I I've got to look uh, at two Harrises the one from North Dakota, and then the other one from Illinois, to, Illinois State. And this Devontae Harris from Illinois State to Ballhawk. I'm just, I'm infatuated with them. Uh, he's got a 40 inch vertical leap from. Some of the footage I've seen, uh, great jets. I, I just I follow him on Twitter. I watched his highlights this morning to get fired up for this show. I, I, I'm just uh, pretty taken. I mean, he closes gaps. He creates some real big footsteps for receivers to hear when he's coming. Like uh, receivers just seem to like fear him it's uh it's a real intimidation thing it's like he's a blur on the field that's how fast he's motoring around uh red bull may give you wings but i think devonta harris is born with a pair of them this might be my favorite small school player that i've taken a look at from all the positions from all our cgs preview shows uh i think devonta harris is a stud illinois state if you're listening out there devonta you just keep on grinding uh, that's I think he's just gonna uh, wherever he ends up he's gonna be playing on Sundays he's gonna be that wicked little nickelback he's gonna tag some people outside the hashes and they're they're gonna remember it. As far as Dion Harris, North Dakota, uh, he's a big corner, real long, uh, rangy guy, but I just I don't see the same kind of urgency. Uh, that just is not as physical. He's more of a grab you, drag you down type of tackler. He's not gonna get up there and dump you. Uh, I'd just like to see a little more uh, aggression and a few less missteps. Uh, I don't want to well, he's a pile watcher from what I've saw. I'm only two games. So, so far I'd like to see a little bit more, but uh big kid like that, though, he's definitely going to get some looks. So, uh, yeah, Dion Harris, is, he's on the map, but Devontae Harris, wow, uh, could not be more impressed of uh, the game footage I saw of him.
0: Well, it looks like we have a new president of the Devontae Harris fan club and Uh, I'm sure our guy Chris Shanifel will be all over that one over there at Illinois state. Um, You know, speaking of opportunity, one other guy I'll throw out there, you know, we saw Ray Buchanan come down and have a heck of a week. And I think he got a couple tryouts. Um, Mike Minter, Jr. You'll like this one, Joe, the bloodlines, always keeping our eye out on the bloodlines, but uh, Mike Minter, you may remember the safety uh, back-to-back national oh, yeah. championships at Nebraska. Ten years with the Panthers. Well, he's got a son over there at Middle Tennessee State. We don't know what he's going to measure in officially. He's listed at five foot ten, a buck eighty. But uh, Mike Minter Jr., a guy worth keeping an eye on there in uh, Middle Tennessee State, <laughs> who's had some defensive backs come out in recent years. So um, that's going to do it for the defensive backs. Uh, Ray Lowry from Old Dominion another small school guy we're going to keep an eye on there at cornerback. But uh, let's transition into safeties now. And, uh, again, you know, when you take a look at the top players at the position, you know, everybody's going to talk about Darwin James and Ronnie Harrison and, and, and the underclassmen. But uh, taking a look at the senior class, Justin, uh, who do you have here as top-rated senior
1: players? This is tough, man, because the senior class is a lot of solid players and not a lot of flash so far. So It seems like the underclassmen might dominate this year, but when I look at my board and check out some of the top safeties, I look at Donovan Wilson from uh, Texas A&M, and I, I know John Chavis was saying that he is their version of Jabril Peppers. Um, he's a big guy, but he started last year seven games at Nickelback. He's also played strong safety. They use him all over the formation – he blitzes off the edge. They'll line him up against an offensive tackle um, sometimes. They'll blitz him in the A-gaps. They'll let him cover on the boundary, let him cover in the slot. Um, the kid brings it every down. He's ready to hit just about anybody. Um, it's, I don't think he's going to blow us away athletically. He's not going to test off the charts. But when you think about what the prototype strong safety is in the NFL these days, um, Donovan Wilson might be what you're looking for. Um, another guy that I've liked, who has some flaws in his game, but uh, overall is a, is a true ball hawk in every sense of the word, is Armani Watts from Texas A&M. Um, he seems to always be stripping the ball. He seems to be making plays and coverage. Um, he's all over the field with his range. Uh, if To say he doesn't like to tackle is a bit of an understatement. Um, he just refuses sometimes. Unless he, Unless you don't see him coming, he's not going to square you up. So that'll be a hole in his game that he needs to you know, prove to people he can do at some point. Cause it was, I mean, watching him versus Tennessee last year, he wanted nothing to do with Alvin Kamara or any of those guys. So um, if, you, if you ask him to play coverage, he's your man. If you ask him to come up near the box or come up in the box and tackle, that's where you're going to be struggling. But overall, he's a good athlete, and I think he's a good safety with good instincts back in the back end. Yeah, that
0: Aggie secondary uh, dial him up, with that tandem there, Donovan Wilson and Armani Watts, and they also have a guy coming up on the back burner in a couple of years, Larry Pryor, who's he waiting good. patiently. Yeah, behind those two guys, so that Texas A&M secondary is going to be a problem. Um, Joe, when you take a look at the top tier guys, anybody who might who might possibly crack the first round, I see a guy over at Penn State, uh, Marcus Allen, who's Been pretty impressive Has some good film out there But uh, how do you see The top of the seniors Here at the safety
2: position Uh, It'd be Marcus Allen And Quinn Blanding For me right now Uh, Marcus Allen He's just Since day one He's been a difference maker uh, just a special type of athlete. He can make up a lot of space. He just knows how to lay the wood and unleash on some people. I, uh, what I see is a form tackler that really uncoils on some ball carriers. So uh, any any position coaches are going to be drooling about that. He really goes for the highlight reel hit, though. So sometimes a tendency to overshoot and going for that knockout blow. But uh, outside of the few whiffs in his footage, I mean, high tackle total guy. He's been a starter since a true frosh. The day he set foot on campus, basically, uh, I think, yeah, he's another—he's a high draft pick. I don't know that he's a first-rounder, but he's definitely one of those top 100 picks. Teams get outside of that first round, the contracts start to change, and they're looking for defenders they could lock down for a few years. This is that guy, and uh, got to love the tidbits. This is the godson of NFL legend Curtis Martin. So he's got someone in his ear whispering some good advice, I'd like to think. And uh, the other guy, Quinn Blanding. Uh, He just reads, reacts, he arrives, he's disciplined, he keys in on what an offense is doing almost immediately. I I see a future coach. Uh, Maybe I'm just overshooting on that, but just how well he seems to not bite on fakes. He doesn't give. He maintains edge discipline. Uh, He just... Uh, he doesn't bite on the uh, spin moves, these little doubles and jukes. I just uh, – the way he maintains and fights off blocks, he just understands how to go at the right angle, stay clean, and just make a play on that ball. I, I, I look at Quinn Blanding as uh, kind of a, a guy that's just going to hit the ground running once he gets to a pro team. So that's – I don't care which safety he plays either. Uh, I think he could play both.
0: Yeah, definitely a guy that's uh, had a chance to do some – advanced uh, scouting on and, and checking him out. So, you know, the other guy I'll throw in there, I'm not sure he's a top-tier guy, and I'm not sure he's exactly under the radar as we transition to under-the-radar guys because Evan Berry from Tennessee, obviously, and again, with the bloodlines, with we saw the the player Eric Berry has become, but with his special teams and return ability, uh, Evan Berry has to be somewhere in between You know, not quite top tier, but not exactly under the radar. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on Barry and and some of the the under-the-radar guys that you have?
1: Barry has flashed. I think for him it's just a matter of we haven't seen a lot of of snaps from him. You know what I mean? Um, He's clearly got the athleticism. It's more of just let's see what you can do at safety. Let's play consistently at safety. Play several games in a row at safety where he hasn't really been given that opportunity. Um, I know Tennessee has a good group with uh, Todd Kelly Jr. and Micah Abernathy starting. So uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully you can see, we can see Evan Berry get to step into a starting role soon because it's a shame to watch that athleticism go to waste. But um, when we're talking under-the-radar safety, I got a guy that's well under the radar just because he tore his left ACL last here. And uh, before that, though, rangy, rangy guy. Comes uh, in the mold of Carl Joseph, who also came from West Virginia. <clears throat> I'm talking Drayvon Eskew Henry. Um, he was a little undersized last time we saw him play. He was about 5'10", 185. Reports are he's up to about 5'11", 200 right now. Um, and he's looking strong. He's doing well in camp. Uh, rangy free safety on the back end. Comes up to hit. He's played nickel just like uh, Carl Joseph did. So we know he can cover. Um, I'm looking for him to make a big comeback. I mean, in those wide-open Big 12 offenses, it's kind of tough to evaluate safeties and it's kind of tough to evaluate everyone um, to a point. But if he can if he can show off like he did two years ago and um, start laying wood on people, man, it's going to be exciting to see, and he can start rising up draft boards again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, someone who just recently came across my desk and someone uh, on my radar so uh, lots of good nuggets here from Justin and Joe. If you're keeping track at home and uh, are a draft Nick or an NFL scout or a CFL scout, we appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens. Please, you know, like us, share us, subscribe us, uh, however the saying goes out there in the social media universe. But uh, under the radar, guys, uh, Joe, Justin just hit us with a couple of good ones there. Who do you have for us? Couple guys, the
2: Godwin Eguabuque from Northwestern, mm-hmm. uh, that's a real locker room leader. He's a motivator on the field. Another guy, I think, similar to the Harris kid at Illinois State. I don't know how to t- say it, but you can see the rest of his teammates get jacked up because he's on the field. He's uh, just like that spark plug. Um, and he's, he can do just about everything. He wraps it up, he chases, plays down from behind. He's instinctive in coverage and more than important than anything. I may say it a hundred times, but he just finds the football so fast. He, he flashes adequate ball skills, but more importantly, he hits like a ton of bricks. He's got that real burst when he sees the play. It's uh, You can see it when a kid sees candy, his eyes light up. That's Godwin Egwebuke. He's uh, a real, uh, just like I said, a spark plug for the rest of the team, a, a guy you just love to have in the locker room. And uh, the other one, Another uh, local kid, maybe Uh, there's a possibility for CGS, but uh, maybe he's just going to keep on ascending. Sean McLean, North Texas, uh, just natural athlete. I think he just could run all day. That's the kind of uh, pace he plays, that real frenetic. Another player is just a tone setter out there, Uh, the natural center fielder. I think he's the true free safety with uh, his kind of vision. And another uh, player, I just think, disciplined in run defense does not get fooled a lot and really squares that ball carrier up. And uh, I just think that how well he moves, it's kind of shocking that North Texas has a kid like that, but uh, he's just up on you so quick. He's like a hobo at a train station, man. That's just urgency that you get from Kishon McClain. So I, I think the this whole program, man, I've become a big fan of the mean green because the players like McClain, uh, the running back we talked about, Jeff Wilson, I think they got some real talent in North Texas, and uh, just another safety I've ran across from Dakota Cox at Wisconsin. Uh, just on that note, a uh, players that just seem to play with their hair on fire, Dakota Cox, that that kind of uh, guy. It's like you know, sure, maybe he celebrates a one yard tackle on first down, but that's just uh, that's just him. He's got that intensity, uh, fiery competitor. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and. Uh, I really enjoyed the footage I saw from Dakota Cox. I don't know if he's a free safety, uh, but definitely a guy that could play some nickel for me, man. If you hit like that, uh, there's got to be a place for you on Sunday.
0: Yeah, a lot of guys uh, that I also had on my list here, Joe. So great minds do think alike. The one guy I'll throw in there under the radar, I'll have a chance to see him on Saturday, uh, Trayvon Henderson out of Hawaii. Uh, someone who comes recommended to me and someone I'm going to get a chance to see up close and personal this week, that UMass offense. Now uh, they, they can light it up. They put a lot of points, almost 40 points a, a game on the board <laughs> last year. So Trayvon Henderson from Hawaii is a guy that I'm going to be keeping an eye on and getting ready to um, hit the road scouting. Of course the, the, the mean green love, the Texas love Joe with cause on showcase based in our new home, Addison, Texas, cgsallstar.com for more information there will be held January 6th through the 10th book, your reservations. Now get on board, get it going, baby. If you have any information, you can hit me up. RIC at NFL dot com. Of course, we had Craig Red, the co-founder who had some information at the beginning of the show. If you're just tuning in, uh, this will be available in its entirety immediately following the broadcast. Um, any other safeties, Justin, that you want to throw out there before we wrap up this show.
1: Yeah, let me toss two names out there real quick. Um, Dominic Sanders from Georgia, number 24, if you're watching Georgia, if you're into them. uh, It's kind of an uninspiring defense as a whole at times, but they have a few bright spots. And Dominic Sanders is one of them. He makes a lot of plays and coverage. Um, So far, he's been a decently reliable tackler. Again, not a guy that's going to flash with the athleticism. I don't think he's going to blow anyone away there. But he's been a reliable piece to their defense, and he makes a lot of pass breakups um, on the back end and in the slot. So this year it's more of a I'm looking for him to do that consistently. Um, hopefully it's not ju- you know, hopefully what I saw last year wasn't just a few flashes here and there. I want to see it all the time. And then JoJo McIntosh from Washington. Um, I know Joe's talked about a lot of guys that just have that presence and they their tone setters on the back end. MacIntosh plays strong safety um, for Washington. And on that Husky defense, man, it is they all kind of flock to his energy and they kind of feed off of him. Um, he's a physical, physical guy. He's not someone you want turning around and running backwards, but if you can ask someone to come downhill at any point, this is the guy you want. Um, against Bama – had quite a few snaps where you see him just flying downhill, laying wood on people. Um, The only guy that I saw that he wasn't all about was Bo Scarborough, but who wants any piece of that? So, um, overall, this is a physical tone setter that I think fits the mold of, you know, NFL strong safety these days. When you ask guys to come downhill and uh, clean up, this is what you want.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, you know, While it might not be great up top at the draft, maybe not a lot of stud safeties, the more we discuss this safety class, it seems to be a lot of depth. And as we continue to take a look at the depth in the safety class, I have some FCS players here, and then I'll turn it over to Joe. But, you know, this is really where I get excited because, you know, last year we spoke about a guy, Lorenzo Jerome, and, you know, all he's doing is making plays there in San Francisco. There's no doubt in my mind he makes that team. And it wouldn't surprise me if he winds up starting down the road. But he has a teammate there, Delondo Boyd, who when you went and scouted Lorenzo Jerome, you love it when other players uh, kind of uh, pop off and, and catch your attention. And Delondo Boyd was a, a guy there uh, who I noticed to, to be a playmaking safety in the shadow there of Lorenzo Jerome and now we'll get to find out how he does standing on his own I had a chance to speak with him at the NEC media day and his coach there um, he's in for a big time season so remember that name as is Mike Basile from Monmouth University it's been a while since Monmouth has had a player obviously Miles Austin and Chris Hogan uh, up there in New England but Shout out to Miles Austin, who's now serving as a area scout for the Dallas Cowboys. But Mike Basile is the next name you need to know for Monmouth. I had a chance to go catch a practice there last week. I posted an interview on the NFLDraftBible.com website. But, you know, listen, this guy is catching a lot of attention uh, Terry Bradway was there the former Jets GM who's now scouting with Mike Tannenbaum down in Miami for the Dolphins happened to be catching in practice scouting him there while I was in attendance uh, the coaching staff told me the Texans have been in uh, the Giants and Raiders were in last week to take a look at this kid and man I am hoping that we have a chance to bring him down to the Cod's Iron showcase but it would not surprise me if he gets a senior bowl invite um, You know, a couple other guys here. Al Harris Jr., you know, we talk about the bloodlines, Joe. I know you love the bloodlines. Al Harris Jr., we all know his father uh, with the Packers and Eagles. He played 14 years in the league. So, you know, Al Harris Jr. definitely has the bloodlines in his corner. And then the last guy I'll just leave off and and kick it over to you, a guy who played in your neck of the woods as a matter of fact. But uh, how about Max Redford? making the transfer to the FCS level, coming from Notre Dame and now gonna play his final season uh over here in my neck of the woods in in Indiana, the other Indiana Joe, in Indiana PA, that is uh Max Redford.
2: Yeah, I guess old Max Redfield can't escape the name Indiana in his career of <laughs> honest to goodness for him, a change of scenery was best. He was uh, beefing with Van Gorder at the time, and it's just like he never really found a home at either safety position. So hopefully for the best, because he is a brainiac. I mean, really smart kid. Uh, I think dual degree in South Bend. I, I think he wants to be, last time I thought it was like Secret Service or he wanted to go into the CIA. or A you know, really neat guy. Uh, but the, the last player I, I wanted to add, and you mentioned it, Rick. I think there is some great depth here and looking forward to the CGS. I think there's a lot of small school guys that maybe, you know, there's a window there. Uh, the other kid, we brought up the Harris from North Dakota, the corner, but he's got a teammate, Cole Reyes, uh, the big sky defensive player of the year. He's just a big 6'2, 215 kid uh I think he's definitely strong safety may have to play a little rover or linebacker or something, but Reyes has range and length for days uh, his speed uh, say what you want, but those long strides uh, he's already in the backfield I think uh, just less than ideal speed may be the only problem but he just it's a a kid that pops off once you're watching game footage. And the rule always, you know, you're watching these small school players. It's against lesser competition. How do I know? Well, how you know is you better make sure they're dominant against uh, that level of competition in every play. And, boy, Cole Reyes, that, he fits that prerequisite. Uh, you could just see him. You almost don't have to have the little white ticker or the arrow to say, oh, this is number eight, Cole Reyes. No, he, he'll let you know. He's on the field and uh, definitely a dominant safety. Uh, I think, yeah, that no, the other North Dakota program is definitely coming up because they've got a couple of guys that already we brought to the table just on the defensive back positions alone. So, yeah, Cole Reyes is a name to watch this season.
0: For certain. Uh, you know, that about does it for another episode here. Another hour of power. You've got two for the price of one, cornerback safeties um parting shots here gentlemen uh, Justin anything here week zero they're calling it but there are five games on the docket your guys over there in Colorado State are going to host Oregon State a couple ranked teams you know USF and, and Stanford are going to be playing but uh parting shot for the people as we get ready to kick off the college football season here just two days away
1: I just hope we're ready man I mean Within the first week or two, where we got Michigan, Florida, and Florida State, Alabama. I mean, this is this hasn't been done. This hasn't happened before. I'm I'm blown away, and I mean, just to see that the rankings could be shaken up this early, uh, with big teams possibly going down. I mean, Florida State or Alabama has to lose, so one of those top five teams is going down. I mean, it's just. I haven't seen a college football season like this in a while. And when you look at the depth of some of these, the talent of some of these teams like Bama and Florida state and whatnot, I think this college football season could be a little more interesting than people are anticipating. I mean, normally we kind of have a good idea of who the top teams are going to be, but I don't think this year, I think this is the year where we're going to see some shocking things go down. So I am as pumped as ever, man.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the, the, college football playoff system hopefully this is a product of that and we see more teams doing this and that's going to be a heck of the way to start the season off with a bang and you know if you're looking for a showstopper this weekend i mean this south florida quarterback uh he might not be a quarterback prospect at the nfl level but he's going to be getting a look at some way shape or form flowers i believe his name is joe and uh, also i'll put on your upset alert um you know next week We'll have college football on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll be on location all three of those days. But ep- upset alert, keep a lookout for Tulsa coming into Oklahoma State. You talk about a top-ten team that could lose the opening week of the season. I'll just throw that and, and, and leave that out there for you, Joe.
2: <laughs> I like hey, Philip Montgomery, he does a great job there. So, that I mean, that would be very feasible. They've always got offense and, sure, they lost Dane Evans. I don't care about that. Philly Montgomery would make a quarterback out of bubble gum and duct tape and tinfoil. He'll get the job done. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Um, as far as just to wrap up on this, yeah, I thought there was good safety depth last year, like with guys from Melifonwu and Peppers, Adams, all these great names, Hooker and uh, – my kid from Utah, Marcus Williams Well, there's going to be good depth this year And just as you prefaced, Rick Those underclassmen, those two top safeties I, I think that's going to Only add to the mix It's going to be a much better cornerback group uh, Once we add in those underclassmen As well, in as, uh, my opinion So that that's to be looked forward to In this draft class I think that definitely some elite safeties at the top And uh, better pick-ins Just better eats at corner uh, For the draft teams next year
0: Well, we're looking forward to it. Again, it all kicks underway this Saturday. uh, NFL Draft Bible will be on location Hawaii at UMass. That game is at 6 p.m. Five games to take in Saturday. Of course, we'll be back next week to break it all down. Three days of college football, or actually, I think there's a game on Sunday. You'll get four consecutive days of college football on the Labor Day weekend. Of course, uh, Joe Everett and Justin Gamma will be back to break it all down. The director and assistant director of college football scouting here at the NFL Draft Bible. Of course, I was your host, Rick Ceratello. We want to thank Jose Jefferson and Craig Redd, the co-founders of the College Gridiron Showcase. As always, you can log on to cgsallstar.com for more info. Follow those guys on the social media at CGS All-Star. Of course, we're at NFL Draft Bible, and uh, NFLDraftBible.com, we're kind of on fire right now. So if you didn't check it out, you definitely should do that. Of course, we'll be back at it again, breaking it down. That was the positional preview series, gentlemen. It's over now. We got position from quarterback all the way down to safety. And, uh, you know, special teams, guys, you're just going to have to wait till later on in the season just because you're not working as hard as these other players are. I'm so, I'm sorry. You're just not. Uh, <laughs> but hey, people too. We love the, all of you who tune in and listen. Of course, uh, like I said, we're we're on iTunes. If you want to click subscribe and uh, like us, share us, do whatever you got to do. But make sure you tune in here. Uh, we'll catch you next time, everybody.
1: Back at it again.
0: It's another edition of the Cosgrove Art Showcase Watchlist Show. Tracking. The top NFL draft prospects on the scene, each and every week, brought to you by the NFL draft Bible, broadcasting around the globe. With your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the RI team, Rick Serretelli, we are on air.